Hello there, fans of Star Wars. Welcome back to another episode. What? What? Han, it's a Tuesday. What are you doing a podcast on a Tuesday for? Well, this is a bonus episode. You get three episodes this week. How about that? Pretty fun, huh? I don't know. Uh, there was some extra news that was dropping out about this new Obi-Wan show, and I wanted to be sure to share it with you guys while it's hot, because we did get a bunch of new announcements recently. If you are not familiar, well, there's an episode coming out tomorrow on Han Talks First, talking about a whole new slew of Star Wars TV shows and movies that were announced last Thursday by Disney. And if you really don't know, there's 10 new Star Wars shows, and there are two new movies that have been announced. And so, yeah, if you come back tomorrow on the podcast, it'll be here, and you can listen to my breakdown of every single one and what's to come and everything that was shown at the Disney Investors Day conference. But today we're going to talk specifically about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show because I have a lot of great quotes here and a bunch of other stuff I wanted to talk about. But I hope you're having a good Tuesday. I hope you listened to our Mando talk show yesterday, me and the co-host Dean. We broke down the most recent episode. So if you like Mandalorian, go check that out. So now without further ado, let's jump into the main topic. As if fans weren't excited enough for when Ewan McGregor was announced to be coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Disney also recently announced Hayden Christensen is returning to reprise his role of Anakin Skywalker for this ambitious project. This is one of the most anticipated Star Wars shows, high on the Star Wars fans' wish lists ever since Disney purchased Star Wars in 2012. Most fans were not lucky enough to see the sizzle reel that was played during the announcement, but we have new quotes from the cast and crew, along with reports of footage descriptions from investors. But before we get into that, please be sure to use the force and like, subscribe, and comment on this video. And for the audio listeners, please follow the podcast, rate, review, and most importantly, enjoy. So the source for this information comes mostly from Andrew Gillum of The Direct. So we all know that the show was originally conceived as a movie, not a TV show. And with the poor box office performance of Solo, Disney kind of said, okay, maybe uh, characters like this shouldn't have a TV show and we should have them more as a television series, which is kind of disappointing because, you know, I don't think that should have been the basis for which they decided they were going to make Obi-Wan a TV show, but whatever. It's a TV show now, not even a TV show. It's more of a limited series. Six episodes, each an hour long, which is also maybe kind of more beneficial for us fans because we get more screen time with Obi-Wan and Hayden as opposed to like, you know, a two-hour runtime for a movie. But we'll see. The series is directed by Deborah Chow. If you don't know who she is, she directed two episodes of The Mandalorian in season one, and she is 
highly praised among fans, and they love her work on The Mandalorian. She's done tons of other TV shows in the past, but I think she's most known, known for The Mandalorian at this point. But yeah, she's directing every single one, and she's been involved with the development and pre-production, so she is going to know this project like the back of her hand. I have some quotes from her about this project, and the first one is she says, This is quite a dark time that we're coming into with him. Just being a Jedi. It's not safe. There's Jedi hunters out there. She also says, We couldn't tell the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader. And we definitely see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader get into it again. This is exciting because one thing I've wanted from a Star Wars movie is a, the dark eeriness of Star Wars. And especially with Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, suffering PTSD from not only the Clone Wars, but losing his best friend and losing all the Jedi and being exiled. Like, what does that do to a man, you know? And just hearing her say that, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are going to get back into it again. Makes me excited. And it goes a little bit further than that when we hear quotes from Kathleen Kennedy. But let me tell you about the writer of the show real quick. So the writer was originally Hossein Amini. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. But ever since January of this year, they've actually been replaced by a new writer called Joby Harold, And they are most known for being an executive producer on John Wick Chapter 3. So if you like John Wick, maybe you can expect that type of... I don't know, story concepts in this show. Fun fact, Joby is also developing a new take on the Transformers franchise and rebooting it. So that'll be interesting to see, too. I know a lot of people don't like Transformers, but maybe a retake on it could be a good thing. I don't know. I did like Bumblebee, after all. So yes, Hayden is back. This is what we all wanted to talk about, right? Kathleen Kennedy confirmed it herself. And in that confirmation announcement, she also teased that this show will feature the rematch of the century. As if the bombs she had already dropped weren't already explosive enough, she dropped that one on us too. That is confirmation that we are going to get a final duel, or a pre-ultimate final duel, (laughs) up until A New Hope, of Vader and Obi-Wan again. And this makes me really excited because the Star Wars movies has been kind of lacking lightsaber fights in the new ones. Now, I know the originals really didn't have that many either. I think I'm kind of saturated by the prequels and how many lightsaber duels there were, but we're going to get a big one here, it sounds like. The rematch of the century, that's huge. Those are big words, and I hope the show lives up to it. So, Christensen has been kind of a private guy, and the chances of seeing him in public are extremely low, but recently he crawled out of the unknown regions of the galaxy and opened up about his return as the fan-favorite villain. So here's what he said. It was an incredible journey playing Anakin Skywalker. Of course, Anakin and Obi-Wan weren't on the greatest of terms last time we saw them. It will be interesting to see such an amazing director like Deborah Chow what she has in store for us all. I'm excited to work with Ewan again. It feels so good to be back. I'm really glad he came out and made a comment about this because, like I just said, he really doesn't make public statements or public appearances. You know, he's appeared at the last two Star Wars celebrations, and we should have taken that as a little hint that he was going to reappear in the Obi-Wan show. But um, just hearing he's excited about it, and like I mentioned before, you know, he's he's coming back. He's got a second chance to, like, you know, show people that he 
can be a good actor, and he's excited about working with Deborah Chow. I think him working with a new director playing the same character could bring to life a little bit more than what we got in the prequels, per se. Uh, since, you know, people think that George Lucas is a terrible director, so maybe working with someone else could, you know, fix that. But he's not the only one excited about this show. Ewan McGregor, of course, is very excited, and he's been having to keep this secret for a very long time, but he's also acknowledged his heavy desire to put on the Jedi robes again. Here are some quotes from him. There's a hunger for this character to come back. The fans have been waiting long enough, you know? He has this one task left, which is to keep Luke safe. The most beautiful thing of all is that it's brought me back together with Hayden. It'll be amazing to bring those characters back together again very unexpectedly. Having another swing at each other might be quite satisfying for everybody. We hope that you enjoy it as much as we're going to enjoy making it. So Ewan McGregor is very excited about this. You can see it in his face. Every time he talks about it, he was on, uh, I think it was Graham Norton's show, talking about his, his excitement. When he was doing press for Winnie the Pooh movie, the Christopher Robin movie, he was asked about would he love to return back, and he was so excited about you know the possibility of that happening. But now, he's, now he gets to freely talk about it. He's excited about Deborah Chow. He's thrilled about having Hayden back. I think they both do have really good chemistry, regardless of the fact if you think Hayden was a terrible actor in the prequel movies. I do think that his chemistry with Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor are a very strong connection, and I'm excited to see them come back together again for kind of an opposite approach to what they were as friends before. So let's talk about some of the concept art and the footage description of the scissor reel that the fans didn't get to see, but the investors got to see. So a lot of the concept art shows Jedi and Vader, and it shows a Jedi with a lightsaber blade ignited, defending a trio of younglings as the newly anointed Darth Vader marches on the Jedi Temple with a legion of clone troopers. So this one sounds like it could be a flashback to the Jedi Purge on during Order 66, and I think we're definitely going to get flashbacks in this because... At this, at this point in the story, it's taking place when Darth Vader is, well, he's not Anakin anymore, you know, so he's got the full bodysuit and mask on. So why in the world would you bring back Hayden Christensen if you weren't going to show his face? You can put anybody in the Darth Vader suit, and it'll probably be a lot cheaper than hiring Hayden Christensen to come back. So I do believe they will be showing his face in flashbacks, and he could even take it off as Vader himself, maybe using a bath to tank or, uh, you know, talking to the Emperor or something like that. So more concept art shows a stingray-like creature floating above a slave worker toiling away in the barren, sandy landscape of Tatooine. Ewan McGregor says, We start on Tatooine and we go on a rollicking adventure. And he says this as the images of the sizzle reel reel, glimpsed over a watery planet where armed soldiers fire upon many armed sea creatures. So this could be one of many locations in the Star Wars universe. It could be Kamino, where the clones came from. Maybe Vader had to go back there. Maybe uh, Obi-Wan had to go there for another reason, maybe to see if there were any clones that weren't, you know, part of the Empire at this point to rally with him. I don't know, but it sounds like we're going off of Tatooine, 
We're going off-world, and we're going to have other adventures during this show. Again, it could be flashbacks, but it also could be something that's happening in real time. Another image from the sizzle reel showed armored Darth Vader seated on a throne as he communicates with a hologram, possibly his master, the reigning emperor of the Galactic Empire. I really do hope we see the emperor in this, and if he is in it, I really want it to be in uh, in McDermott again because I think he's amazing. And the last piece of concept art that was shown was a blue blade of a hooded Obi-Wan clashing with a fiery red blade of Darth Vader. That's it. It confirms that we're getting a lightsaber duel between Vader and Obi-Wan again. A final showdown. So what is this show going to be about? We know that it takes place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, which is where we last saw Obi-Wan watching over Luke Skywalker, who was the secret child of Darth Vader, and they live on Tatooine. Relatively little plot details are known, but it it appears that Obi-Wan Kenobi will once more face off with this fallen apprentice. And in what Kathleen Kennedy has described as the rematch of the century. Again, I just, I love that phrase. I think that's so exciting. And Ewan McGregor has also revealed that Obi-Wan Kenobi is not quite recovered from the events of Revenge of the Sith. The last quote I have from here, him is this. His arc will be quite interesting. I think dealing with that, the fact that all the Jedi were slaughtered at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It's quite something to get over. And this ties into what I wanted to see from the show, which was the whole PTSD aspect of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I wrote a fan uh, fan fiction about Obi-Wan way before this was even announced. Um, I never finished it. It was just kind of for my own, uh, you know, therapy or something. But it was based primarily on the PTSD of Obi-Wan Kenobi. In my fan fiction, I actually didn't have Darth Vader. It's actually something I didn't want to see originally from this show when it was announced. I really just wanted to see Obi-Wan on his own, protecting Luke, getting into other adventures, just because I love so much how the last time we see Vader and Obi-Wan is at the end of Revenge of the Sith, up until their events at A New Hope. I thought that was kind of beautiful. A little nervous about how they might approach that, in the in-between timeline here, but I'm also still very excited to see, see the show and Hayden's coming back. That makes, that's, I'm so thrilled about it and I can't wait. And many fans are hoping that this series will fill in some of the blanks about Obi-Wan, such as why does he call himself Ben or old Ben? And why is he so familiar with Moss Eisley? And what other adventures did he have outside of Tatooine? So the last thing that we know about this show is that they will be shooting on the volume. The volume is that stagecraft technology that they use to shoot the Mandalorian, basically a digital environment. And another quote here from uh, Ewan McGregor about the technology is that they employ that incredible screen. And I don't even know where to begin or how it works, but it's pretty amazing, you know? And so you're on set. If you're in a snowscape or something, well, you look around, you see that, and it makes you feel like you're in the place. I think it's going to be more. It's going to feel realer for us, for the actors. And I think we'll be using some of that technology in our show. So I think he pointed this out because during the prequels, they were experimenting with green screen technology. And Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith was entirely, not entirely, but for the most part, entirely green screen environments. And it was was new for the time, so it doesn't quite hold up in some aspects of it. 
And a lot of people complain that maybe that's why the acting in the prequel trilogy wasn't that good because the actors had nothing to go off of for their environment or surroundings to act off of, including props. You know, sometimes when you're blocking a scene, you want to go lean on a table or move a chair or something like that. They really didn't have that option. They were surrounded in a green void and had to pretend they were somewhere else. But now they can do the same thing but see their surroundings. And I honestly think this is something George Lucas wanted to achieve. This was what he was building up to in his technological endeavors. And so I don't, I don't blame George Lucas for wanting to try something new. He, he pretty much made what special effects are today with the prequels, and I thank him for that. But now we kind of get to see it fully fledged out and what it could have been, and what it was aiming to be in this show. So I think they're shooting the show in London. They've just announced that they've made two more volumes. One is here in LA, the other one is in Australia, and one in London. So I think they're going to be shooting it in London, which is kind of typical when they shoot Star Wars stuff, and also considering that some of the cast and crew is um, from the UK, so I think they might be shooting it there. But that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. What do you think about all this news in the footage description? Are you excited that Hayden is coming back? Leave a comment below and tell me what you think. Again, we're having another podcast episode tomorrow, and it is all about all the new Star Wars announcements that were dropped by Disney on Thursday. So now, my friends, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you.